I am Sean Graham, Scott, socially distancing as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, I got some big news. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. I, I closed my screen door specifically to record this. Wow. Uh, and it's really hot outside, so I don't know how long <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna last today. Yeah, it is very warm here in the nation's capital. We've gone from talking about how it was snowing like two weeks ago. To now, a bit of a heat wave here as uh, it's almost like the climate's changing, Scott. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Very strange. But, uh, you know, it, it was nice. You know, a nice weekend here in Ottawa. I went out a couple times just walking around. Streets are closed in a couple of spots. So uh, just trying to get out and about as we continue to deal with the worldwide pandemic. But there's still curling stuff to talk about. Last week... We talked about all the new news and the updates that have come out about fall schedule, potential ways in which the curling clubs can deal with social distancing, and of course the new points system that was laid out by the World Curling Tour. This week, though, Scott, getting back into some of our normal, traditional summer episodes, and one of the things we talk about a lot on this show are the broadcasters and how much we like most of them. And some of the great calls and how we feel as though a really great broadcast, a really great call of a shot adds to the experience of seeing that shot live. Yeah, of course. And uh, not only the broadcasters doing such a great job, but hearing the players uh, and and their celebrations of such an event, uh, you know, directly with the microphone uh, can lead to a lot of uh, great moments that we've seen on television the last however many years it's been televised well at least 40 what 35 40 yeah i think at least since i, w- I was born I'm yeah not, i'm not yet 40 so yeah not yet a man not yet a man. <laughs> so we, we uh we, we've talked about it a lot and what scott has now gone and done he went back and put together 10 of the greatest shots or the calls uh, of shots and has ranked them i don't know what the rankings are i'm very excited for what these will be uh, i have some guesses as to what will be where and what will be included in the list but i don't know so scott before we get into it what was your criteria for coming up with these 10 calls sean uh last week while i was um avoiding going outside in the sun because uh, i don't get along well <laughs> uh i I went on YouTube and I searched for a bunch of curling shots that I had sort of had in my mind as, oh, these could be really great calls. Either they were, you know, a huge shot to win an event, uh, just just a great shot overall with a great call, uh, either Vic, Mudrick, uh, the CBC guys back in the day. Uh, there were, I, I will tell you, there's quite a few that I went back to thinking they would be great. And they ended up being terrible. Oh. Uh, one one that comes to mind, I, I'll spoil the list a little bit, but Anna Hasselberg's shot to win the Europeans uh, against Eve Muirhead this year yeah. was not a great call. It was just sort of like, oh, and it's a tough one, and she's made it. And then oh. you hear them celebrating, and it, I was really disappointed because I thought, man, that was such a great shot to win such a big event. You'd think that the call would be good, but uh, but it wasn't. Well, I mean, wasn't that a British crew, though? So it was exciting by British standards. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I've, I've heard soccer guys go pretty nuts when announcing. That's true. Uh, my favorite ever soccer call, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I believe it was the 2002 Euros. Mm-hmm. And, or was O2 a World Cup year? Yeah, it was a World Cup year. So it must have been that. And the English announcer uh, announcing a Portugal game, and it was a very young Cristiano Ronaldo. And he said, it seems that Ronaldo has lost his teddy bear. 
because <laughs> he was like complaining and crying a little bit. Christian uh, Ronaldo complaining that doesn't uh, yeah that doesn't add up. Right? That doesn't really happen. Right. So I've I've got ten that I think are really good. Um, there's a mix of like pretty good shots and good calls. I, I think all of them are important shots. Uh, there's none that are like, uh, you know, a random double peel in the middle of a week at an event. But, right. uh, but, but they're all pretty good. I mean, but that that's part of it, right? I mean, if we go with certainly the Vic scale, right? Vic gets more into it as the week goes. And frankly, that's the way it should be. You know, a, a double takeout on third rocks in the third end of the Monday night game shouldn't get the same call as a shot to win on Sunday night. No, no. In right. the final, right? Like there, there has to be that, that scale and, and the call has to be reflective of how important the shot is in a wider scale. Now, there are some times where there's exceptions and, and I think we might hear one of those, uh, at least one of those on, on this list where just the shot is so crazy that you kind of go nuts anyway. But generally speaking, and, and I assume there's going to be a lot of Vic here. Not exclusively Vic, but I think a lot of Vic. Uh, and uh, that's one of the things that I think Vic is really good at. And frankly, you know, Falds is good at, uh, really good at that as well. Scott Russell's mm-hmm. good at it. Uh, Rona, I, I'm a huge Rona fan. You know, when she calls games, she, that's a skill that she has as, as well, is really reflecting how important the shot is into the call. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And of course, uh, you know, if you've got things that we missed, please let us know because there's tons of great calls out there yep. and it's really fun just to watch them all. So yeah. I've got all the YouTube clips lined up. I think they're all queued up to the right spot as well. Some of them I pulled from full games. Okay. Uh, but we're going to try to play them live and listen to your reaction as yeah. I go through the list. All right, let's do it. So uh, ranking these from uh, 10 to 1. So let's start with your number 10 call, Scott. What and is it? Sean, do you want me to tell you what it is and then play it, or play it and then I'll tell you no, what let's, it is? Let, no, let's play it and then see if I can guess even what it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, it should be pretty easy to do. So without further ado, here is... Do you want me to say the event or just... Uh... No. No, just yeah, let's it. just play it. Okay, I'm doubting myself. All right, here we go. Kevin Martin and his first. He does have the hammer, trailing by one. Real hard line! Come on, Mark. Line only! Hurt! Hebert, Kennedy, again, what? 14 and a half? 14 and a half. Room! Would be deep. Room, 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 room. Oh, they they hammered it to get it by the top one. Don't start with me. And then it'll go back oh, there. Straight up in the air with a hair broom. Right at the right. At, what? Just watch. They're about to show it. Let's watch right now. Watch. Just watch. Just watch the video. Maybe it was an accident. Here it is. Watch this. Hair broom straight up. Right there. Kind of an important shot too, Ben. <laughs> talk about what the brushing stroke must be and you must finish away so there's no chance of debris going under it i believe that was the conversation there's no question that was the conversation (laughs) (laughs) all right that's that's the perfect place to end it i think that is brilliant so uh that is a 2009 trials yeah the trials yeah, so this, this is one of my favorites as well. So the situation, I, I have no idea where in the game this is, but Ben Hebert has a hair broom. The shot is heavy despite all the sweeping they've done. And Ben Hebert pulls the hair broom straight up in front of the rock. So that's dumping. If you've never heard of that, uh, of course, with hair brooms not really being a thing anymore, what you would do is is raise the broom in front of the rock, hoping that something would fall off of it and it would slow down, basically trying mm-hmm. to make it. And you hear Richard Hart, more Richard Hart than Glenn Howard in the moment, uh, being kind of pissed about it. And, you know, when I love when Richard is like, don't give me that. Like, <laughs> don't start with me, Ben. As Richard Hart is sweeping the rock behind the T-line, it's brilliant. Yeah, uh, this the the thing that makes it for me is, Linda talking about, oh, I think that was the conversation, and Ray, yeah. that was definitely what they're talking about. Yeah, no question, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> like, like, so good. 
that that's exactly what the third person in the booth should be chiming in with. Yes, 100%. That is their job right there. That is a brilliant call. And it's it I think if if I were to try to summarize Ray Turnbull, I think that might be it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, just uh, just brilliant. And you know, and it harkens back. I mean, that's not that that's over 10 years ago, but it's not that long ago and I mean, so much has changed, right? The hair brooms aren't a thing anymore. There's no real rules on how you have to sweep mm-hmm. in terms of the direction and all that stuff. And that would not happen today. No, no. And and uh, earlier in the week, last week, I, I watched the 2013 trials semifinal. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, David Nedowin played with Kevin Martin for a year. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like shocked at all the hair brooms. It was just sort of like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing it. And it's that's only seven years ago. So yeah, so uh, that's nice. a that's a strong start. Hebert Hebert dumping in the uh, w- what game was that? Was that round robin? I believe it was the one two game, but I well, they don't be, do that. Uh... They don't do that in trials. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I'm opening this uh, opening this up. The final round robin game was between okay. those two. All right, probably for first place, if I had to guess. Yeah, likely. And the bye, bye to the final. So, uh, all right. So that, that that's a good one. That's a great place to start. Ray Turnbull. Uh, rest in peace, Ray Turnbull. Love, always love Ray. Always. All right, next up, here we go. So here we go. This is it. Final stone in 10. Sure. Brad Gushu, this is all he's got. Run back, try, bang the yellow, come Close. back, red onto yellow. Oh, you kidding me? What a shot! The impossible becomes reality here in Calgary. That was epic. All right, Sean. So what that is uh, so that obviously that's the Mooj and Nedowin, which means that it had to be twenty. Is that 15? 2015, you're right. Where they had the two broadcasts going at the same time. And uh, Gushu. That's Gushu, yeah. That was uh, Gushu against Alberta. Uh, to win. That shot to win. To win the game. And it was a run back yeah. uh, that sort of had to spin backwards uh, to catch the second rock. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite part of this is Mudrik saying... The impossible becoming reality. <laughs> yeah. Like, how does he miss it <laughs> that badly? And, like, he takes the pause. He clearly thinks about it. Like, the impossible becomes possible. That's the line, Brian. That's the line. Mujic. You're a professional broadcaster. How did you miss it? Yeah. So that one's, like, that one's really good. That was part of Curling Canada's uh, top shots of the year for 2015. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like Nedowin on there as well. Like sort of him almost laughing when it happens. Yeah, it's sneaky, right? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such an incredible shot. Uh, like I say, it wasn't a shot to win a playoff game or to win a briar or anything, but uh, uh, it was to win a game, and it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And it, it's sort of like with comedians, right? I like if I'm if I'm seeing a com if I'm at a comedy club or just for laughs or whatever. I like to be in a place where I can see other comedians. Because I like it when a comedian can make another comedian laugh. I, I find that very entertaining. Yeah. This is the same thing, right? When when Gushu can make someone like Neto and be like, "Whoa," <laughs> like that that makes it even more impressive in my book. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So uh, so let's move on. Uh, number eight. Number eight. This one's maybe a little more famous. It's simply known as the shot. And the TV commentators gave Al Hackner Spoiler. a one in a thousand chance of making it. Hackner must kill both Alberta Stones and save the shooter. Oh, he's well out there. Now it's starting to curl. Is he going to hit it? He's, he's going he's, to get a oh. piece of it. He may have it. Oh, it's a piece. Can you believe that? So that's uh, from a news clip that I had to yes. find that. So yeah. Obviously, that's Al Hackner. And the shot in 1985, maybe maybe the most famous shot in curling until uh, another one that we'll get to later on this list. Yeah, and that's a cool call too because they're right behind the sheet, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, well, <laughs> and, and sort of in real time, like, well, it's out there. Oh, wait, it will touch it. Oh, you might have it. <laughs> and you can sort of in there. I mean, that's a dialogue that when I throw, I have that as well. You know, yeah. it's it's especially when I skip for whatever reason. Uh, you know, this year I was skipping a game and I had a wide open hit to win the game and I let it go. And I immediately said, uh oh, <laughs> and, and we and it, I made it like it like it was a nose oh. hit. and I made a nose hit like I made the shot, but I let it go. And I don't know, just because it was not right on the stone at that point, I was like, oh, no, it must. It clearly it means it's going to miss it. And then it's right. just, you know, curled because that's what the stones are supposed to do. <laughs> and it hit it. But it, that that's sort of what that reminds me of. If that initially you let it go, you're like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. You know, that sort of process that at least I have when I'm I'm skipping. Right, right. And a lot of people think this shot was to win the briar, but it actually wasn't. It was to tie the game and send it into an extra end where the team that led Northern Ontario team ended up stealing the win in the 11th. Right. And uh, then went on to win the world championship that year as well. So... Yeah, it's sort of like the it's like Bill Buckner, it's like Bartman, it's like the Soviet Union USA game in 1980 that none of those things actually decided the events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Buckner was game yeah. six, they had to play game seven the next night. Same thing with with uh, Bartman in '03, the Soviet Union USA game. They had to play another game. Like that wasn't that wasn't the gold medal game, and and it's one of those things where same thing with the shot, if Northern Ontario doesn't steal in the 11th end. Does anyone really remember it? Or certainly, is it remembered in the same way? And I would argue probably not. Yeah, probably not. <clears throat> Excuse me, probably not. You're right. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to number seven. All right, number seven coming at you. Fantastic shot. You can only see a sliver of this. That rock's about four inches off the center line. The guard's about two and a half, so there's very little room here. Oh yeah, I know this one. The only other option, I I don't have a draw to the button. This one's a bit long. Worth it though. Enough for what I need to hit. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a sliver. Okay, let's make this. Need a bit of speed here too, Linda. You could tick this thin. It's only going to go a couple of feet. I think it's got it for two. I like. I don't mind the shot. Oh yeah, no, I thought we had to play that. A little less. It curled more than. Less. Little less. <laughs> I'll throw some weight here. At least normal looks like. Final still. Yeah. Up by one. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Westcott Wilson backing Whoa! off. Can she pick this Whoa! right off the pace by the guard? Can she pick it off the face? Oh, my. What a shot. Kathy Overton Clapham. And those in the Manitogas are loving it. They have an expression here in PEI. If you're not from here, you're an FFA. You're from far away. But tonight, Kathy Overton Clapton, she is an Islander. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, Love that one. That's a great call. you, You maybe don't get get it from just the audio but she had literally i would say an inch of the rock she was trying to hit it was behind a guard yeah but that's all she needed to hit as she said as she said you're right you're right and yeah vic throwing in the if you're not from here you're ffa yeah like uh and the Manitogas too. The Manitogas fans in togas. It's great. My fa- I think though my favorite thing of the whole thing is her asking for less ice multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Little less, little less. The, the, like for as much as I remember the, that game, the thing that stands out for number two for the 2011 Scotties is that that was Cathio's entire week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just little less, not little less, and a little less. Like she, every time she went down, she asked for a little less ice. It was great. And that was her playing against Jennifer Jones the first time. Yeah, which is why that she dumped her. Yeah. That reaction from the crowd was so big, and people were so into that game. And 
even Kathy herself gives a big fist pump after that shot. And yeah. I think, too, that's why Vic is a little more ramped up for a Wednesday night game. One of the teams has no chance of making the playoffs, uh, but certainly Vic was into it as well because the crowd was. Yeah, that the crowd was so into it, and you've described this as one of your favorite uh, yeah. favorite to watch. So, uh, great call uh, tonight. She's an Islander, like uh, for sure. Yeah, gives you some chills. In, in as much as a game that like doesn't matter at all. Just, uh, just breath. All right. Yeah, for sure. Next one. Number six. Yeah. Yeah, really hard. Yeah, just stick that one and see what happens. Intern. Or is O-turn better to ricochet? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Final stone of the ten. Yep. Really hard. Run it back. Jump it across. Live, you'll never see a better shot than that. <laughs> Whoa. As long as I live, Sean. Yeah. Well, certainly in Ray's case, that was true. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's uh, So that's Glenn Howard making his famous uh, shot against Joel Jordison. Is that right? Yeah. Joel Georgeson out of Saskatchewan. It is, he makes a double and the rock that he initially hit, the first one he hits on his double goes back and does another double on a couple of Saskatchewan stones. And he's down two in the 10th end and he makes it for three. Makes it for three to win. Uh, that's a 2009 Briar. That, the, the 2000 sort of eight, nine Briars are, you know, is it going to be Glenn Howard or is it going to be Kevin Martin? Who wins? Yeah. Uh, they're easily the two best teams in the country. Yeah. And for Glenn to have maybe lost to a Saskatchewan team that would have been middling, middle of the pack that week, uh, it would have really hurt him going into the playoffs. So uh, they were pretty fired up. Yeah. And just a great atmosphere there, too. I believe it was the last game on the ice. His brother was there. And Vic, what I like about the call, too, is Vic doesn't know what to say. He just says, oh, my, three times. But he has no idea what to say. And neither, frankly, does Ray. And, mm -hmm. you know, when Ray says, as long as you live, I, in real time, that's sort of a compilation of the, the, the highlight of the shot. Mm -hmm. In real time, Ray doesn't say that for another couple minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's just sort of digest. everyone trying to understand exactly what happened, the angles, like <laughs> it, it was, it was incredible. And, you know, maybe in 2020, that shot is a little, especially based on what we saw this year at the Briar with some of those closing shots, maybe it doesn't stand out as much, but at the time that was unbelievable. There's a great clip too of the a 2010 American Olympic curling team. So Schuster and company, mm -hmm. they go on the Colbert show when it was still Colbert doing his conservative commentator character, that show. Uh -huh. And they're trying to, Colbert says, what's the greatest shot you've ever seen? And they try to describe that shot uh -huh. to Stephen Colbert. And Colbert clearly, uh, I don't know if he actually understands curling or not, but like the character clearly doesn't. Cause the guy's like, so he had to run one back into this. And Colbert's like, Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> and just, it's just, it's great. Yeah, it's really good, really good. I've labeled that clip, Glenn Howard, oh my. Yeah, I like that. So that's the first half. Any okay. uh, any overall comments? I think these are great. I, I don't see anything that shouldn't be on the, the top ten. Some great calls there, some great moments for sure. Um, like you say, the Hebert dumps one, is it... Without the button of Ray, I guess it probably isn't good. So even though it's more about the Richard Hart-Ben Hebert interaction, mm -hmm. having Ray be the button to that little scene does certainly adds the value there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I would say, I don't know, maybe the shot's a little low, but let's, let's see. All right. Uh, we're going forward here. 
You know he's not far off either here. The line's perfect. Life's good. Life's this good. one is already decided. Perfect line. Perfect line. This you, is come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, no, no. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Wow. <laughs> So what is that from, Sean? That is a Continental Cup event. I don't know the year. And I want to say that's even like a singles. But I don't I don't know for sure. I think it was a singles, uh, a draw through the port. Uh, Mike McEwen, the, the, the match had already been decided. And Mike McEwen put on a, a spinorama shot for the crowd and not only did he put a spinorama shot on he put it on the lid <laughs> what's, what's great about this clip too so vic says come on three times yeah. says no 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 <laughs> magic mike oh my and then okay russ has a, a tendency to say this a lot but like how how underwhelming is it from it to go from from Vic sort of going nuts to Rush to say wow, <laughs> like, like that's a really weird uh, combination. Yeah, I think what what uh, sold me on this clip being so good is obviously not the stakes of it, right? It's just, it's just the rarity of that shot, and then the incredulity of <laughs> Vic router as it's coming down and he's like I can't what is does not compute <laughs> like because every time you've seen Stoughton you know do that spinorama shot it's just for fun it's like oh yeah. let's throw it away throw through yeah or throw a hit or something for him to do that and slow down and be controlled enough to then throw a perfect draw to the button is, is just insane and I think Vic losing his mind uh, was was worth it come on come on come on come no, on no no <laughs> oh vic is the best pretty good pretty good that that's a good one yeah that that one is all called that one is purely the call yeah because yeah like you say no sticks there whatsoever none none and it, it does remind you how fun the continental cup can be yeah definitely definitely all right, on to the next. Number four. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. <laughs> so, Sean, we, we're a little bit familiar with that shot. A little bit. That's yeah. all I'll play. So that's the 2014? No. No, 17. it's more recent than 17, Scotties. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're playing against Michelle Englott, and that is the double in the 10th end that Rachel makes. Very thin double uh, to push the game to, uh, well, to give Michelle Englott and Team Manitoba the draw for yeah. two to tie. She she was facing three, basically yeah, needed she... to make a double. Otherwise, they have a shot for three to win. Yeah, if she misses that shot, then... Michelle Englott has a wide open draw, 4-3, and a national championship. And then, yeah, they were sweeping it right out of her hand the whole way. That's why Vic says, have they saved it for her? Because it's just the whole time down the mm -hmm. ice. And it was a bullet, too. Uh, great sweeping by uh, Joanne Courtney and Lisa Weagle on that one. But, yeah, that's a call we, of course, love. It's in the intro. I'm a huge fan of it. And what I, I, I either forgot about this or didn't know it, Cheryl afterwards, again, the nice contribution from the color person just saying incredible like, <laughs> like incredible cheryl like she doesn't sound amazing she doesn't like she doesn't sound like it's incredible it's <laughs> it sounds like somebody she's at a diner and somebody just brought her a club sandwich and she's like, oh incredible like <laughs> like that's how excited she sounds yeah i think uh, she must have gone to the russ howard school of, <laughs> of uh keep your emotions in check let vic be the one that freaks out yeah, don't get too high with the highs or low with the low. <laughs> exactly. 
And I, I guess, you know, especially for Cheryl, who's still playing a little bit, that you don't want to seem biased. And I know that, like, play-by-play play, people get accused of this. If something exciting happens and they act excited about it, they get accused of being biased in favor of that team. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I think Joe Buck has come around to the point of, like, exciting things are exciting. And if something yeah. exciting happens, I'm going to be excited about it. Deal with it. If it's against your team, that doesn't mean I hate your team. And if it's for your team, it doesn't mean I love your team. It means that something exciting has happened. Yeah, and and Joe Buck is a good example because he he sort of had to change his style so many times because one, it wasn't working and then he had uh, problems with his vocal cords and had to uh, learn how to talk again, basically. So yeah. yeah. And he does get accused all the time of being like, Oh, you love the Yankees or, Oh, you love the Red Sox. And, but really he just likes exciting things Yeah, and exciting things happen in those games. Yeah. And I think, I think Vic is really good at that too, that yeah, exciting things are exciting. Yeah. Very and good. That's it. So uh, we've got three left, Sean. Yeah. Uh, also, I think that should be on my my tombstone epitaph. Exciting things are exciting. Exciting things are exciting. <laughs> All right. Uh, noted. <laughs> Maybe we could just have an audio speaker there playing this episode <laughs> of the podcast over and over. Well, there goes you. there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. Here we go. She will be Canadian champion if she makes this shot. This is so tough. A most difficult attempt. Trying to come in off a stone on the outside. Trying to get the roll to the stone at the button. They're working on it frantically. There's the contact. There's the roll. She's made it. (laughs) I'll admit uh, that's like a lot of screaming. (laughs) It is a lot of screaming. No question about it. But uh, that, of course, is Jennifer Jones winning her first Scotties in 2005? 2005 you got it yeah so that uh yeah really incredibly famous call uh their famous shot of course uh the in off uh on the at about what 10 o'clock into the button uh in, in that shot what i love scott too a young mike harris right yeah. before she throws this is so tough which is very different from how mike harris mike harris is now where oh everything's there oh uh, yeah i think it's there but, I think that's uh, there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a a pretty good call. Uh, sort of like, oh, there's the contact, and she's made it. And she's made and then, it, yeah. And then just letting them scream like uh, like crazy for I don't know another two minutes after that. Right. The uh, I, I used to watch uh, curling in the weather center when we were working on night shifts. Yeah. If there was a big game on. Uh, I would I would put it on the big TV, and we all had little speakers at our desk that we could listen to the volume if we wanted to, you know, while we were doing our work, of course. Obviously. And uh, when it was women's curling, one of the guys was like, "All they're gonna do is go hard, hard." <laughs> like he would preemptively just walk by and yell hard, because <laughs> uh, he didn't like it. And I think that would have been one of the uh, oh, I can't stand the screaming sort of uh shots right but again exciting things are exciting exactly and that was and her you first scotties like yep. uh, on a crazy shot really crazy shot uh yeah. very very difficult uh so worthy of celebration yeah and what's interesting about that one too scott is if you watch it back uh kathy goche is the inside sweeper sweeping against the curl with the hair broom mm-hmm. like like today not only would she not be on the inside she wouldn't be sweeping it at all no no it's uh it's pretty crazy how right? different it is and when you look at it and you're like oh what are they doing yeah but, oh it's so wrong but it, it also reminded me it's sort of a side note that during the briar when the article came out in the curling news that 
you know, the, the directional sweeping might not actually do anything with the new pads. And a lot of the players were like, well, I'll leave it to, you know, the Kui's and the Gushu's of the world who are seeing these rocks over and over again. I'll leave it to them. I'll trust their judgment as opposed to, like, the, the science. Right, right, uh, right. Well, we had, like, 40 years of stuff like this where they were doing it wrong. And <laughs> none of the people who saw the rocks coming up and down noticed those differences then either. So right. I'm going to lean a little bit more to the science on it and, and what the researchers say. But that's the thing that stands out for me when I watch it. Uh, when I just listen to it there, it's <laughs> the Mike Harris. This is so tough. Uh, that kind of stands out to me. It's uh, pretty but yeah, good. just a, a wonderful call. Great shot all around. Uh, definitely worth uh, being on the list. On uh, on the CBC website, they put that clip back up, uh, I think, in 2015. It was a 10-year anniversary. Uh, nice. I, there's two comments under it. I want to read them for you. Okay. Uh, one is from someone who goes by the handle Concerned. And it says, don't like Jones because of her shameful <laughs> treatment of Kathy Overton Clapham. She may be a good curler, but she has no class. And then the second comment is from someone who goes by the handle Lord Burt. And it says, I could have made that shot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, those, uh, those do sum up the general things that I've heard club players say about Jennifer Jones over the yeah. years. Yeah. So uh, internet comments, uh, oof, keep doing Don't look do. at them. Yeah, uh, you right. you, Internet. Are you ready for number two, Sean? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Number two, let's do it. Erickson knows. Now it's a double takeout for the USA to score a potential five. Wow. <laughs> it's still coming. That was a, probably the, the, the best shot I could have played. If, it's, if that's made, Schuster only has a shot for two. No. Can John Schuster convert? Golden opportunity. Gold medal opportunity. Double takeout to potentially score five. One, two, five points for the USA. That's the gold. That's the gold medal right there for USA. Double takeout, John Schuster. USA scores five. And that's the excitement I want to hear from my curling announcer, Sean. <laughs> Why did it sound like he was in a, a fish tank when he made that call? Uh, uh, yeah, good question. I don't know. But he, uh, like, we talked a lot about how exciting moments are exciting. But this is an exciting moment that the, that the announcer is invested in. Yes, clearly, yeah, clearly very invested in it. He's all in on it. Um, I love at the start though, where the play-by-play guy is like, "All right, it's a shot for five. and the color guy just says, "Wow," and lets it linger wow. there for just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, could you could you let this play out a little longer? There's there's one other thing that happens here. Okay, here we go. One foot on the top of the podium. The improbable journey continues, but it's not over. After eight eggs, <laughs> USA 10, Sweden 5. Okay, that's all right. Got, got it. <laughs> like, he can't control himself. Like, there's so many things he wants to say. Yeah. You know, one foot on the podium, the improbable journey. We're almost there. Like, he's he he hasn't done the Jim Nance thing where he knows what exactly he wants to say. He he clearly had not considered that this could be a possibility, that the <laughs> Americans would make a big shot to win the game because he doesn't have it queued up in his head of what he wants to say. Yeah, and he's, and all, he's all over the place with it. And when, when you need to start thinking about that is when Nicholas Adin makes the choice to play the shot that he does and knowing yeah. that if he doesn't get the role that the the possibility is there. And that's when you've got to be thinking about it. Like, oh boy, uh, if this doesn't go right, look out. Yeah. And, or maybe, maybe <laughs> I was even thinking when the, the color guy just says, wow. And nobody says anything for a while. I was wondering if maybe that's when he was trying to run through what he should say <laughs> in his head. Could have been, it could have been. Yeah. Oh man. But that is so funny. It's a shot for five. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and like, it, <laughs> Like, such a huge moment for 
uh, curling worldwide, getting the USA a gold medal, uh, bringing its the sort of profile of the sport that much bigger. I think this shot might be the most famous shot in curling now, uh, worldwide. You can maybe tell me if you think I'm wrong, but, uh, I mean, everyone I know knows it, but I know a lot of curling people. So, uh, anyway, I thought, I thought that one was really great. Yeah. Is that, uh, but so that, that was the, and somebody in the U S can correct us on this. That's not the NBC call. Like that's not what people on NBC saw, right? Like that that's sort of an Olympic feed. That's the Olympic feed, yeah. 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 So I, I wonder how it played on NBC and if the NBC call was even more excited or not, because that that is a partnership of one, I'm assuming American, or at least somebody without uh or with a North American accent as the play by play, and then a non North American doing the color. So uh, whereas on NBC you would have had an American crew plus Kevin Martin, uh, maybe they'd be more excited. Also, they're playing more to an American crowd than these guys would have been, but uh, certainly an exciting moment there. And, uh, yeah, the call is a lot of fun. Sure, yeah. And uh, I think the the color commentator is Xander, who does a lot of the World Curling Federation stuff. Yeah, he works uh, with Rona a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one that I was disappointed in his euro call so right anyway we've got one left sean all right let's do it you're waiting with bated breath i am very uh baited in my breath yes all right here we go pull in the eight that's uh, what he needs smart they figured out it was slower though it's been a spectacular tim horton's briar here in st john's he now has the chance to win his first Briar title. Collant and Nichols. Collant and Nichols and the crowd. They need to get it. Collant and it's a big drag now. It's getting frosty. Collant is what you need. Collant is what you need to become the Canadian curling champion. Oh boy. That can bring a tear to your eye, can it? Yeah, get a little uh get a little emotional here. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, what what's really great about that clip too is sort of the timing of it, where he's saying you need the eight foot for the Canadian championship is right as the stone is going into the eight foot. So when he says to be Canadian champion, it's right as, as the stone is coming to a rest. Like it's just, yeah. it's just perfectly timed uh, by Vic there uh, and, and just beautifully queued up. Yeah. And some really good camera work, uh, or I would, I would say probably directorial work on the, the TSN broadcast there where they, they have them celebrating. They've got, you know, the crowd going insane. Uh, the camera's on them for a bit. And then they just show a shot of Mark Kennedy and Kevin Cooey standing there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, and, and them taking it in, like Kennedy's got a bit of a smile on his face. Yeah, like, Kennedy's smiling. Yeah, like even though we lost this, this is incredible to be here for this kind of thing. And uh, like you say, uh, eight foot is all you need. Uh, he talks about you know uh, Mark Nichols goes out to sweep because Jeff Walker can't. Uh, just like everything comes together there uh, for one of my favorite shots and one of my favorite calls yeah i i, I would agree. say my favorite call because i made it number one right yeah it's your ranking scott <laughs> right yeah yeah i agree i think that's yeah certainly a, a, an all-timer and one that we'll remember for a long time i think though in terms of the call i think it's made more by the crowd than the call in this in the circumstance it's a great call no doubt but is it the best one ever i think victor has had some stronger ones overall i think i think that one is really the the crowd right if you know if he does that exact same call to win a briar for gushu winning a briar in moose 
I don't think it has the same significance. Uh, I, I, I don't agree with you. Um, I, I think full eight is what they need. Full eight is what they need is one of his best ones. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me throw something at you then. All right. 2017 war of the rings men's final Cooey's throwing a draw as it's coming in. He says they need the forefoot. They need the forefoot. They need the forefoot. Yes. Right? Like, I, and it's a I'll tell you what. Call. And I, th- I kind of like that call a little better. No, I'll tell you what. I did listen to that one. I did yeah. consider that one. Uh, what I think makes the call is what you say, the, the Ben Hebert of it all. Yeah, Hebert's key it, on that. It's, it's not as much a Vic call as it is a Hebert. Come on, Brent. Come on, Brent. Yeah. So that's why I didn't put it in, and I I like this one better. Okay. Because there's All more right. doubt in this one, I think. I I feel like Cooey's, in the moment, it looked like it was going to get there, but you still look like, oh, maybe it's Frosty and it's going to stop. And this one was like, they they are dragging it for everything. Right. I, I guess the other thing I would say, though, about the Cooey one is before Cooey throws there's a shot on all the members of the McEwen team and Vic says you know they've done all they can an opportunity they an opportunity they may never get again and I was just like like if I'm if I'm Mike McEwen's family in Winnipeg I'm saying Mike you might not ever want to watch that full thing with the audio up because it is just a dagger just incredible performance by McEwen and team It's a three-minute clip. Now, they forced him to the in-turn, and it's got to be a little quicker than the out-turn path. The, the pressure's going to realize that. Here, so the four years of work for both same these teams game, comes down to this in a 6-6 tie. Really taking price. Just in the Just edge. McEwen yeah. is sitting the two. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Needs a piece of the four. Kevin Cooey's last. Our time That's our timeout. Okay. Yeah. Get used to him saying that. This is our time. Yeah. <laughs> Take the red on the button. On the button, bud. McEwen and the team from the Fort Rouge have done all that they can. A chance they may never get again. <laughs> Final stone on the way. Daggers. Okay. Line's good. Not great Not numbers. Good. Line's never a problem. Cooey. Come on, Brent. Brent Lang, Ben Hebert saying, come on, Brent, we need four foot, guys. You need the four foot. You need the four foot. Here comes Kennedy. You need the four foot. You got to carry it to the four. To the four. To the four. Birdstone. Yep. You're doing some protest. All right. All right. That's That's good. I get, yeah, we get it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good so one, Sean. You're right. That's yeah, that's a really good one. I think just yeah, the the stakes of it and the way Vic really sort of puts a, a a button on what the stakes are. So so that one I really like. The Simmons and fifteen one I just like that just in general. The other yeah. one I was wondering is Jacobs in the last game of the round robin of the thirteen trials. I don't know what the call. I can't remember the call, but there's a big reaction from Russ as. Jacobs is trying to get the crowd going uh, with this big, come on, come does, on, come on. Yeah. He does so many of those come ons. They were, they were playing that during that semifinal. I was watching that I mentioned uh, the mm-hmm. other day. So yeah, uh, uh, you can argue for all of them. <laughs> no, no doubt. I, I just, uh, you know, took the time to put them all together. So that's fair. They're yeah. Fine. It's your list. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with your list. It's how you feel. It's all about how I feel, right? Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. Your feelings are entirely valid, Scott. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, so there you have it. Scott's top 10 calls of all time. You can let him know where he went wrong. Well, you know, there's probably some really great calls that have been made at curling clubs 
you know, at, at the last end of the 9 p.m. draw after everybody's nice and uh, lubed up. Yeah. Uh, calling the calling the shot there uh, from behind no the question. glass. No question. Um, so, yeah, so there you have it. That's our show for this week, looking at some great calls. Uh, again, stuff you can go back and watch. All those calls are available on YouTube. Uh, that's where we got all the audio from uh, and also from Curling Canada, uh, the World Curling Federation, the Olympic Channel. I think that's all of them. Um, CBC. And the CBC, of course. So, uh, so thanks to everyone for allowing us to use those clips and uh, thanks to everyone for listening as always and joining us through the summer season as we continue with stuff like this let us know what you want to hear you can get in touch with us via email game of stones podcast at gmail.com and on twitter and instagram at game of stones pod scott's there at scott likes tv and i am at dr shawnee fever so scott what do you got what do you got on tap this week buddy um, uh, as you know, I've been going through our ballpark pictures. Yeah. Uh, as of Sunday, I finished off 2017. Okay. And we've Two years got, left. we got 21 parks in so far that we've got pictures yeah. of. Uh, if you have pictures, Sean, of some that we went to before that, send them to me. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, it's really fun. It's uh, been been good looking back on all the fun fun times we've had with baseball. Now that we're yeah. missing it. Yeah. Do you have? I, I just thought of this. Do you have one of us in Toronto, Scott? Oh, that's coming. Uh, that's okay. Coming maybe. Maybe today. We'll see. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. So head on over to at Scott Lakes TV on Twitter and Instagram to uh, check all that stuff out. And of course, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show wherever it is you get your podcast. Give us the likes, the ratings, all that stuff. It just helps keep the show going. Lets other people find the show. And in this time where I don't know about everyone else, but I've been looking for stuff to listen to. Perhaps some folks are are looking for some curling content out there. And uh, if you spread the word, that is the greatest gift to us. Well, it's a nice gift. Yeah, it, it's a nice gift. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah we would appreciate it. We would certainly appreciate it. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back with you again next Wednesday. But until then, stay safe, everyone, and keep your brooms on the ice, and don't dump that intern. <laughs>